0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: We've got a good one for you today. The Big Aristotle, Shaq Daddy, Shaq Fu, The Big Shamrock, The Daddy Diesel, Mayor McShack, Shaquille O'Neal, coming right on up. Shaq? If you go back and watch the Shaq tapes, not only was he tearing down backboards, not only was he an incredible athlete in his younger years doing stuff like breakdancing. I mean, seven-foot-one-inch, incredibly strong guy who's able to get on the floor and spin around like he's five-foot-five, just off the charts, Uh, but as he'll underline in this interview coming up, Shaq just loved having fun, loved being a great guy, a great guy to literally everyone, seemed to prefer the non-celebrity to the celebrity. He would walk down the hallway at the United Center when he would come in with the Lakers or the Heat, and his presence was just incredible. He had a smile on his face, fist bumping everyone and just wanted you to like him, wanted you to know that he was a good dude. And he knew that on the court, he's this fearsome guy. Don't come down here. Don't come down here, little guard. I'm going to take this elbow right to the side of your head, and you're going to remember it for three weeks, if not for the rest of your life. But he also had that soft side to him. And I was listening to uh, promoting one of our other podcasts in the crew here. The Knucklehead's. Quinton Richardson and Darius Miles do a phenomenal job. And he underlines in it that, you know, there are certain guys that he was just nicer to. He loved Quentin Richardson. He loved Darius because both those guys came from the hood. And, you know, Shaq came from next to nothing. Same thing with Q Rich. Same thing with Darius. So if those guys came down to double, he wasn't going to hurt them. But there was also a line. And if you crossed it, even if he liked you, it was going to be a problem but it was just interesting to hear him say like yeah there's certain guys that i let do their thing because he appreciated him he wanted others to succeed He had the killer mentality, but he wasn't like a complete and utter killer that wanted to completely annihilate you every single night. He might take offense to that, but I think that's a fair statement. Like when it was all on the line, Shaq was going to play as big as you could possibly play. But I think there were certain moments where he didn't want to completely annihilate some of the guys that he cared about in the league, which weren't that many for the record. But there were certain guys that I think that he kind of looked out for being the big brother Shaq. Papa Shack uh, that he is. Hey uh the Windy City Podcast, as always, brought to you by Manscaped. Check out the 2021 Lawnmower 3.0 perfect package. We really appreciate Manscaping supporting the podcast. Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming manscaped, offering the precision engineer tools for your family jewels. got to take care of the family jewels. They do really obsess over their technology. When you get the lawnmower Perfect Package 3.0 kit, it's the greatest. So go to Manscaped.com. You get 20% off. 20% off. That's right. And free shipping. You do have to put in the promo code FANSIDED20. FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. I will thank you for doing it and supporting the Windy City Podcast and for lack of a better way of putting it, your balls will thank you as well. Manscaped.com, fan at 20. Without further ado, let's get to our guy, the big Aristotle, Shaquille O'Neal. Showtime. Rebound O'Neal. Portland has three timeouts left. The Lakers have two. Brian. Bryant. What would Shaq today tell LSU? Shaq,
1: I would tell him. I would tell him do the same thing he did. Have fun, learn, be courteous, be kind, dominate on the court, and just you know respect other people. You know know, that's what it's all about. Like I had to learn what insurance was that day. There's one I, I couldn't call my mom and dad and say I need a car. And my father would always say, "If you need something, you work it out." So I worked a summer job. Made $1,500, so I bought a Bronco 2 for $1,500. And then when I you know, thought I was going to be driving around campus showing off, the guy said, send me the insurance. So now I'm like, what's insurance? I had to educate myself on what insurance was. But I went by all these places. I'm like, I can't afford $249 a month. I can't afford $300 a month. And I went to the general, and it was super affordable. I was like, I can afford that.
0: What was the $1,500 gig?
1: It was a, a construction
0: Yep. That, that's real work right there. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I I believe you. Let us let's, let's talk a little little league here. One of the narratives right now is that LeBron needs more rest, Shaq, and he's saying no. What do What do you think?
1: Well, LeBron is a unique individual. Uh, he's always kept his body in tremendous condition. If this was the old times, I would say he need more rest, but. The difference is LeBron is just running. He can run all day. LeBron is a phenomenal where he can run all day. If he was getting bumped and bruised and fouled hard, I would say yeah, he needs more rest. But you know, With him just running and, and light jumping, uh, when he says he doesn't need rest, I believe him. But again, if this was the the, the, uh, the old era where he could flag and foul and beat people up and three or four guys defend you and hand check. He'd probably be a lot more tired at his age, but you no, know, the game is not as physical as it was, so I don't really see him slowing down.
0: You prefer the old version, right?
1: Yeah, I like the old version. I like, I like hard work. I like, I like guys that have to, you know, fight through uh, the uh, defying odds to, you know, try to win the championship.
0: Who, Shaq, when you were getting doubled, who when they came down there to try to harass you, who did you want to really make feel you? Like, dude, don't be coming down here. It's trouble.
1: Every time a little guard come down, I try to turn with the elbows up. If he got touched up, he got touched up. But like, you wanted a little because little guys they reach in your arms and <clears throat> excuse me, the referees usually let them get away with. I wanted to touch all the guards up to just let them know that if you come down here, just watch your face.
0: <laughs> yeah, and everything else. Hey, are you? Uh, I I I think you're optimistic on Brooklyn. And a lot of people think they can't guard you. I guess you're on the belief that maybe they'll be able to outscore people and get timely stops. Is that right?
1: Yes, because, you know, I, I, I have the, the luxury of winning four championships. we never had a super defensive team, but we had timely stops. And what we did have, we had two lethal scorers that always gave you 30 and 40 every night. So, you know, with those three guys, if they can go on a, 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 a scoring spree, like no other, and get timely stops. They can win and they can win easily. You know, the name of the game is still putting the ball in the hole. You know, there's a lot of teams that have great defensive records, but they don't even make it to the Western or Eastern Conference Finals. So a lot of times, you know, being the, being the defense gurus is, is overrated. You just have to have timely stops, and you have to make sure your man does not play you.
0: If you had to pick a favorite right now, who would you say?
1: uh philly looks good brooklyn looks good uh milwaukee i don't know what's going on milwaukee lakers look good uh utah looks great so out of those out of those four teams
0: okay mvp talk some people are saying that Embiid should be right there if not win the, win it over lebron at this point do you see a new joel Embiid this year
1: do see a new Joel Embiid, but again, it's this first half of the season. You can't start giving awards away so early because, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of guys play great in the first half and in the second half. They kind of met him out. So if we continue playing the way that he's played, I would say, yes, he's, he's dominating. He's playing big. He's playing smart. He's shooting high in the shots and not really living behind a three like he's done in the past, and he's playing great. And a big man hasn't been MVP, I think, it's the time since i do it, so. If we can break that
0: it'll be nice. Yeah, how would how do you think Joel would do if he was playing in the nineties?
1: Uh, he'd be okay.
0: He'd <laughs> not, we're not willing to go to dominant, but you think he could hang?
1: Yeah, he could probably hang.
0: All right. What do you what are you seeing with Giannis, Shaq?
1: I like Giannis, but. Only problem I have with Giannis is they give him the ball at the top of the key, and defenses are allowed to set up a wall. I would take the ball out of his hand, and let him move around a little bit, and get him the ball that way. Bring him off two or three screens, let him score. I understand he wants to be a guard, and let him touch the ball every time. But you know, uh, Toronto showed us that if you if you just form a wall and slow him down, and you know, rely on the others to beat you, uh, Milwaukee can't be beat.
0: Back in the day, I, I, I know when you were with the Lakers, you you advocated like, hey, go get me Phil Jackson. Does Does Giannis need to do that in Milwaukee?
1: I know from my point of view as a player, if the troops respect Congress, because <laughs> I was a general, right? And of course, you got to answer the Congress and government and all that stuff. If the troops respects Congress, and everything to go right, you know, because we were, look, we were already a pretty good team. It was always first, second, and the best, but come to playoff time, Utah would just demolish us. San Antonio would sweep us. Utah would sweep us every year. So I was say, if we get a guy that has an excellent resume, now the guys can believe. Because I always said, if the troops, if the general doesn't panic, then the troops don't panic. So I know if we had Phil Jackson, I know the guys would listen to every word he said because the last six summers that we got swept was the last six times that he won the championship. So when he came and he spoke, uh, guys were wide-eyed. And they listened and they respected his every word. He told me what I had to do to win MVP and win the championship. I followed it to a T, and it was correct.
0: Do you think you would have ended up in L.A. if you hadn't spoke up at the time?
1: Uh, probably. Probably.
0: You do okay. Interesting. You, you called going to the Lakers Shack the, the the best decision you ever made in your life. Why do you say that?
1: Because it was a way for me to motivate myself. It was a way for me to get to the next level for business and you know everything else I was doing. You know when I was when I first got to L.A. Jerry West brought me in the arena and made me look at all the great jerseys.
2: Said, so I know you're doing
1: rap music and all this and all that, but at the end of the day, if your name is not up there with all those guys, you're going to be a bust. You're going to be the biggest bust in NBA history. And I just took that challenge personally. I said, okay, uh, you know, people, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking, I'm coming out here to, you know, take advantage of, of other things. I am, but I also still want to win, and I want to win big. So you now I just won in one championship, and then. You know, people challenge us get another one. And we got two, and we got three. And so it was fun. And then, you know, the dream finally came true. I remember being at this ceremony and Mr. West uh, meeting me beforehand and crying and saying, I knew you could do it. That's why I brought you here. I love you. That was a big moment for me seeing one of the greatest players believe in me, bring me here, and tell me that I could be alongside him if, you know, I did things correctly. So uh, I had to really challenge myself to. When I came out, and I did, I'm, I'm the guy that challenges myself and likes to live up to those challenges.
0: How much do you think legacy? Well, how much does it matter to you, actually?
1: I, I only want my legacy to be Shaq was a nice guy. I said, Nothing else matters to me because what we, you know, when you talk about history, it's written. My history is written. If legacy is going to be determined by others. I want mine to be one sentence. Shaq was a nice guy. That's it. I don't care about how much money I made. I mean, rings I won, what he did, what he didn't do. I seen Shaq, and he was a nice guy. That's what I want my legacy to be.
0: I bring it up, too, because, you know, Brady gets his seventh. So now is he the GOAT? Because Mike has six. And if LeBron catches Mike, well, then they're both at six. So he can be considered the greatest. And then I, and I know that you're huge on winning and how you evaluate guys, but I also kind of think, If we're just doing this by counting numbers, it takes away from who the player actually was. Like, There's a lot of factors in who wins, right?
1: I love these conversations. And like you said, there's a lot of factors in who wins. But there's a lot of factors also in the criteria. Are we just talking about wins? Are we talking about wins and losses? Are we talking about rings? Are we talking about non-rings? I was asked this question the other day because it seems to me everybody's basing on 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 range. Brady has seven, Mike has six, Kobe has five, Chad LeBron, Dwayne, Steph Curry, three and four. So my thing was, they asked me who the greatest athlete was and I told them Floyd and they said, why did you say that? I said, because he's never lost. Never lost. He's fought everybody. De La Hoya, uh, he's, he's never lost. So to me, he's the greatest athlete. And then, can you really, and you really intermingle and you know, uh, you know, combine sports. Football is different from basketball. Basketball is different from boxing. So I love having these conversations because there's a lot of unknown criteria. But I just love hearing hearing people talk. But if you want to go by rings. What about Mr. Bill Russell? What about all those Celtics players? So again, I don't really know what the criteria is for the greatest athlete, but. I love listening to them, whether it's Tom, whether it's Mike, whether it's Brown, whether it's Kobe, I just
0: love hearing those names. Sounds like you, you do give Mike props for not losing in the finals.
1: Like I really do.
0: Yes, I do. Hey Shaq, there uh there was news uh with with a, a Meek Mill song that came out here. I'm not sure if you wanna are willing to comment on that, but I'm sure people would like to hear your thoughts.
1: Man, in the world of hip hop, it's all about metaphors. And word trickery, I think it was too soon for that. And you know, Kobe's wife said something. I think Meek apologized, but I know Meek. It wasn't personal. You just have to understand that in the world of hip hop, it's all about who can say the, the nastiest and the trickiest metaphors. And I'm sure you know he's feeling pretty down about all the backlash that he's taking. But uh, he apologized to uh, Vanessa in private, and that's all we could ask him to do.
0: So it's, it sounds like you you got empathy on both sides. He's trying to be a creative artist and, and she's got feelings and, and both is okay.
1: Uh, it's just that, you know, you have to understand, like, it, it wasn't a personal attack. And hip-hop is all about metaphors, you know, doing this, and word playing, doing that. Uh, I know what he was trying to do, but it just didn't come off uh, correctly and it was probably way too soon for that. And again, he, he apologized to, you know, Kobe's wife, so, you know.
0: Yeah. I want to wrap up here and and Shaq working with the general and it's always, it's great to talk to you, Shaq. Uh, I was listening to you talking to the knuckleheads who was one of our partners here. And and I love those guys. I'm a Chicago guy and Q rich and and D miles are just awesome peeps. Uh, But you said in there at the, at the back end that you, you loved white chocolate. I'm curious, what what did you appreciate most about his game?
1: His style, his flair, the way he competed with guys and Listen, it's something I never seen before. Honestly, you know, every now and then you see it at the park, but to see a guy come in the league and actually have seen him before, Pistol Pete. I had the ability to watch some old Pistol Pete tapes and you know, seeing the stuff he was doing, like riding right the back of his daddy's truck and dribbling on the ground, white chocolate had all that stuff. And uh, he's actually my neighbor in all that, so we became Yeah, we won my fourth championship in Miami, but. You know when he was first came with Sacramento, he was uh, something something very enjoyable to watch. You got them,
0: and with him and and with with Mike Bibby, those were great matchups. you know that you know that C webb really 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 wanted to play with you.
1: I know he did. I know. I would I have loved to play him also, but I needed a guard at the time. Shaq, great to
0: see you working with the general. Get your car insurance. Take the general. Take care of you. Look forward to talking to you again, Shaq. You're the best. All
1: right, we'll
2: talk to you soon. You're never going to win. That's not true. Uh, he did not That's win. not true. He did not, well, you, you, in That's your not opinion. True. No, just because you say something, it's just That's not true. No, and, it's not true. Me and Pat Riley never saw eye to eye and it, what happened it, to my it, man Win? It, it, so it's not true what no, you're no, saying. Well, you it's had not true what you're saying. And that's yeah, why you ain't winning you was a baby. Stop oh, babying no, these players. with baby no play. He don't play. You no, don't play. You no, no. gotta sit his no. ass down. But Period.
1: This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. A live audience.
2: He got to repair he ain't got condition. to repair nothing. He gotta stop babying got the players. You got, got baby, that's no, why you ain't winning. He got the, pre- I didn't have Dwayne, I didn't have sure, Dwayne didn't, Wade so, and Kobe so Bryant carry me up and down the court. So why are you not on oh, so the plane then? Because. I got three finals because, MVP Chuck. Because you. you Google because me Charles Chuck. got. Everybody knows me Chuck. You player. see that? Everybody Google me. A- he got to step me. up and play. We all we didn't like, have other players carry playoff, us up oh, and down the it, court. You can yell as much as you want I got three finals MVP Chuck. I mean you And you are a great player. Thank you.
1: They set off the tape, defense, schmi, f- schmi fence.